Hello and welcome to Profiles in Risk. This is your host, Tony Kainis, uh, switching into my radio voice and pitching the second of a triple hitter today. I'm not sure how I ended up with three uh, podcast recordings in the schedule today, but it happens sometimes. Uh, and today I have with me Connor Thompson. Connor Thompson, uh, CPCU, CACW, law clerk at Stickley Law, and brand, brand new CPCU, generational speaker from this year's uh, CPCU conference. Connor, how's it going today? I'm well, about as well as I can be here. It's a cold and rainy day in Contrahawk in Pennsylvania, but happy to be here. So, so we're recording just before Thanksgiving, basically Tuesday, November 21st. Uh, it could easily be snow. <laughs> so, so cold and rainy is probably not too bad. Can I count my blessings? Uh, uh, and, and for, for, for the listeners, uh, how, how I conned, uh, uh, Connor into coming on, on, on this show, uh, basically, I had no idea if you knew who I was, but, but basically, okay, awesome. Uh, basically, uh, met him at CPCU into risk. I've never missed one. And this was his first one, uh, where I was running around with my red jacket, my, my, my top hat and doing magic. Uh, and we got into a conversation about his career and why on earth he's going, uh, he's now going to law school and what he wants to do in the future. And that's kind of how we, we ended up here. So, so, uh, getting your CPCU, going to, to annual meeting, uh, probably the, the easiest, well, not the easiest, but the best way to, uh, see a great magic trick from me and, and potentially end up on the podcast, if you have a good story. Uh, so, so first of all, thank you for not getting scared away <laughs> by, by my, uh, you know, non-traditional insurance persona, uh, I am really curious. Basically, let's put, it, let's put it this way. You are the first current law student that I've ran into as a new CPCU, uh, as a CPCU new designee. So I am very curious how this came to happen. Yeah, first of all, uh, I was actually very impressed with your magic trick in DC. I loved it. <laughs> so, did my, so did my boss. Um, how it came to be, uh, you know, I'm, I'm honestly surprised that I'm the first law student who has uh, you know, their CPCU, I, I figured there'd be more just with how incestuous insurance is with the law. Um, I think I realized that overlap at a young age, uh, being a freshman in college. And for the past six years, I've kind of made it, uh, my goal to learn as much as possible, um, regarding how claims and litigation fit into the bigger insurance picture. I think it's, um, on the back end of the insurance process. Um, I would say, but it's, it's arguably the most important part. Um, you know, you can bring in all the premium dollars you want, but if you can't control, uh, the, you know, the losses and loss adjustment expenses, you know, that's, that, that'll erode your underwriting profitability and, uh, you know, the, an insurance company won't be able to succeed. So I've invested time and, 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 you know, a lot of effort into, uh, you know, my CBC because I think especially with the 530 um, exam, it, it really helped me gain that understanding of claims on litigation. The, this is super interesting because 530 is the, the legal one, right? The, the, the legal aspects of, of insurance. And, and I've had many people ask me about, about that test. It's been a while since I took it back in 2011, but my experience of, of that test was you don't have to know anything about, about law. It teaches you everything you need to know about insurance law so so 
I would have thought that 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 would have been like like a super easy test for you, not a super interesting test for you. Why why was it interesting? Um, I think it went one step further. So I took that my uh, as a first year law student, but in the second semester. So it covered all the foundational courses that I had taken in the fall. So it was easier for me to understand kind of where the book was coming from and what we were, what I was learning about. Um, but it took it one step farther um, or further in terms of like insurance law. Um, and so that's what I found to be interesting. And a lot of what I learned in, you know, from the CPCU 530, I've applied um, on a daily basis with my work at Stickley Law. And it's a boutique insurance defense firm that specializes in fighting fraud and we do insurance coverage work as well. Um, you know, so I'd never heard of a reservation of rights letter prior to taking the CPCU 530 exam, but I drafted a few over the summer and still continue to do so this day. And uh, yeah, so it was, it was more of that insurance law knowledge um, that I was pleasantly surprised uh, CPCU 530 um, offers. So one thing we hadn't mentioned is that you're a risk management major and not only a risk management major, but a risk management major from St. John's, one of the top 10 schools in RMI. So the majority of RMI majors that, I, that I've run into go straight into an underwriting training program or a broker training program. Very few of them go into claims. Correct. And I actually went to St. Joseph's. St. Joe's, St. John's, kind of close, same letters. Yes, same yes, yes, yes. And, 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 and they're both top 10 programs. Yes, uh, very good. So St. Joe's, Philadelphia, St. John's, New York. Yes. So yes, that, I was thinking St. Joe's. Uh, <laughs> I, I just said the wrong name, but it still applies. Still top 10 program. In, in fact, uh, I, I toured uh, both Temple and, and St. Joe's with my brother uh, a little over a year ago as he was trying to, to, to choose which school to go to. Uh, so yeah, familiar with, with, with both. Uh, so, so the question remain, remains like, why not take kind of the cushy, the, the, the cushy path, uh, and, and go into an underwriting training program. Yeah. Like you know, most, leaders. I think that's, I think that that's a really good point, Tony. I, I think, look, I have nothing but great things to say about St. Joseph's. It, it's provided me the, you know, the, the risk management insurance program department has provided me with so many opportunities and I wouldn't be the insurance law professional I am today without it, but I could critique it, you know, in the slightest, it's that it pushes a lot of its students. And I think this is reflective of all risk management insurance programs. All of my programs. Into brokering and underwriting roles. I mean, we have a class called underwriting for, you know, seniors. Um, part of our Gamma Iota Sigma chapter at, at St. Joseph's was an executive speaker series. And out of all my four years there, I would say almost all of the uh, guest executive speakers were either brokers or underwriters. And last year they had an alumni panel and all of them were brokers. So I think at the university level, these programs are pushing people into, into brokering and underwriting. And I think partly that has to do with it being um, what some may say, like a sexy career, brokering and underwriting. Within the insurance space. Yes. It definitely is, right? Yep. And um, it was, not only is it sex, but I think, there's um, a, a lot of money to be made there. Um, I mean, I know I had a colleague who got a job right out of college at a wholesale brokerage making 90,000 base salary and she was gonna crack well over six figures with bonuses. I think if you look at, and you compare brokering and underwriting, you know, the, the sexiness and the pay to claims and litigation, um, I think there's a huge disparity there. It's, it's 
not as interesting, some may think, uh, as, you know, in terms of the sexiness or, you know, that appeal. And the pay certainly isn't um, comparable. I think that should change. And I think that's partly why a lot of these programs are pushing students into um, brokering and underwriting roles. But I'm, I have been happy to, to notice that on, on LinkedIn, I've been seeing a lot more claims trainee programs. So I know Zurich has one, Sample International, um, WR Berkeley. And so, you know, all my colleagues who are still in school, still seniors at St. Joseph's, so I've been sending them, you know, these links. I'm like, hey, apply for, for these claims trainee programs. Um, there's more to the insurance industry than just, you know, brokering and underwriting, um, although those two are, are two very important. So I, I have not ran into the into the claims training program. I, I've seen apprentice programs, but uh, hey, listeners, if you yourself run, went through, or know the people that run a claims training program, love to chat with them, make an introduction. Would love to have them on the podcast. Your chance to make a case as to why more people should consider claims training programs. Uh, and would love to to also learn like how people graduating from those programs, uh, how, how is their career different from people just coming into claims, kind of the the old fashioned. We had no idea what we were going to do with our lives, and claims was hiring kind of way. Okay, continue. Uh, so that's awesome to hear that more of that's happening. Claims desperately needs the the, the, the TLC. Yeah, and look, I, I think uh, you know I'll plead the case for claims right now. I think it's it's a very um... Uh, while some may not think it's sexy, I, I, I do so. I think it's sexy, especially if you're handling like commercial, like high severity, complex commercial lines claims. Um, you know, you have to be very analytical. Um, you're dealing with very um, interesting and intricate fact patterns, you know. Um, it, you know, and look, it's, it's not for everybody. And I'm not saying that... Um, you know, these colleges shouldn't push people into brokering and underwriting. I just think um, they're doing, in a, you know, in, in a way, their students a disservice if they're not exposing them to claims, if they're not telling them, like, look, this is the other side of things. This is the back end um, equally as important. It's where the rubber meets the road. Yeah. It's, exactly. it's, it's, it's the product people are buying ultimately is the, the, the claims. Exactly. Um, but I, I, I do think the work is very interesting. You have to be very analytical. You have to be a great writer. You have to communicate well. You know, claims professionals are always communicating with insureds. Uh, you know, they're, they're either in-house claims counsel, panel counsel, um, plaintiffs, you know, counsel. Um, so all these, you know, soft skills, being analytical, you know, uh, really investigating and analyzing these, like I said, interesting and intricate back patterns with deep skepticism. Um, and being a good communicator, both in writing and, and verbally, are all skills that would be, uh, you know, you know, uh, would make you a great claims professional. Um, that a lot of students have, but they're just not being exposed to it. True, true. But yeah, we're, 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 I, I'm not an my major, so I, 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 I haven't lived it as a student, but I've seen the results of it, mm -hmm. which is that every <laughs> my major I run into. Is claim is is underwriting or or, or brokerage? I would have killed um, um, if I was you know if, if St. Joseph's offered a, a claims class, you know taught by a claims professional or, or co-taught by a claims professional and an insurance defense attorney or insurance coverage attorney. I mean, I'm taking a class now at um, you know as a second year law student called insurance law, and Jesus, the 
the insurance theory that I'm learning, um, you know, in this one semester is, you know, comparable to what I learned all four years at St. Joseph's. And, you know, it's taught by, you know, two attorneys. Um, but I, I think that, uh, like I said, if I think by not offering claims, a claims class or, or something claims and litigation related to college students, you, you're almost doing, you know, your students in these risk management insurance programs a disservice by not exposing them to those lines. Um, and I know a ton of ton of attorneys who are, are eager to teach a class to college students about insurance and just to get them excited about, you know, becoming claims adjusters, becoming attorneys, you know. Is, is, is there the, the the insurance law class a mandatory part of law school? No, it's 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 optional. And <laughs> ten students enrolled in it, and we have these hundreds of students at, at Villanova. I don't know the, the exact number, but only ten students. Um, and I think that just shows, like, you know, we're talking about this talent shortage uh, and how it disproportionately affects you know, claims and litigation. No one wants to learn about insurance law. Um, but, you know, it's, if you look at, and this is kind of going from like a, a legal perspective, if you want to be a civil litigator, 95% um, of the money in tort litigation uh, comes from insurance. Uh, so you better know <laughs> how to read an insurance policy or what a declarations page is or what an endorsement and exclusion is um, when you graduate law school. Um, but once again, no one just wants to, to take these courses or, or to learn. The, the, did you have to like go out of your way to find the, a law school that that had an insurance law class, or in what you saw generally they have it? It's it's just I think not a popular. Class. Yeah, I think general generally um, almost all law schools have one insurance law course. At Villanova, we have two. We have insurance law and then advanced insurance law coverage disputes, but very few have an insurance law concentration. So the University of Connecticut, uh, their law school has an insurance law like center. Uh, I mean, they have an insurance law journal, um, you know, many different courses, a wider, wider, wide ranging, even from just insurance to, to risk management. And, and you know, they, they kind of parse through the different lines of business as well. Um, you know, I would love to see Villanova have like an insurance law center or a journal like that in other law schools across the country. Because like I said, if you want to be a civil litigator, um, geez, you should, you should know insurance. <laughs> How uh, how was uh, CPCU going through the program? How 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 overall how was it compared to what you what you expected coming in as an RMI major going to law school? It definitely enhanced uh, what I learned um, as a risk management and insurance major. I think it took everything one step further. You know, I think all these risk management insurance programs across the country really provide a solid but rudimentary understanding of, of insurance. And you learn a lot from, you know, you know, your work on the job. Um, you know, for me, I didn't have that on the job time. I went straight from college to law school. And so, you know, really investing in that, you know, and in, in studying for my CPCU as a first year law student, uh, really bridged the gap from what I learned in college to what I'm now doing, you know, as a law clerk, like it, it was, it was that perfect heightening of all these, you know, this insurance theory, um, you know, and, and how to actually apply it. And I think I'm, I'm much better off for it now, having done the CPCU. Uh, I, I can tell you, I wouldn't be, uh, I wouldn't have the understanding of the property casualty insurance industry. I do, I do now if it wasn't for the CPCU.
Okay. How, how was the the uh, how was Into Risk? Oh, I loved it. Again, compared to what what you expected. I loved it. I wish I could have uh, you know stayed longer, gotten there sooner. Um, but no, it, it was great. I think uh, you know, geez, everyone was so nice. Um, but everyone was so passionate about being a CPCU. Um, and you know, that's something that I, I, and I really, I really appreciated. Um, it wasn't clicky, but you can tell it's like, you know, if you're, if you're a CPCU and you're going to into risk, you're, you're the cream of the crop, right? Like you're, you're passionate about insurance. You love insurance. You love it so much that you put yourself through, was it eight, nine courses and matriculated? Um, and everyone's really proud to be a CPCU. Um, you know, in terms of like the mentorship that I gained there, you know, I met a few individuals who um, I still keep in contact with now. Um, and, you know, I think that they will go out of their way to help me, um, you know, and likewise, um, you know, I, I had the opportunity to run to a few students who were there at uh, into risk. And I think it was a great opportunity for them. And, you know, hopefully they see me as a, as a young insurance professional. And um, I know one of them already reached out to me um, on LinkedIn and, you know, hopefully to serve as a mentor for him moving forward in his career. So it's that mentorship passed down through these really fanatical insurance professionals. Um, so. I, I, I'm, I'm glad that you felt that uh, because so, so for, for, for me, uh, CPCU uh, Interrisk, what we used to call the annual meeting tw uh, 2011, Las Vegas, what was, what was my first one. Uh, and, and yeah, I, I, there was something special. I definitely felt something special. It, it was my first insurance conference in general. Fast forward to 2023. Uh, now I've been to like a hundred insurance, probably more insurance conferences at InsurTech. Uh, and I've never missed a CPCU one. And what keeps me coming back is it, it, it really feels like a family. And, and, and I would have never thought of, oh, 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 of it doesn't feel clicky. Uh, but you're right. It doesn't feel clicky because as a uh, as as a culture, and this goes back to like this already was this way when I started in tw in, in 2011. The 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 society's culture is very much welcome the new people, right? Yes. Uh, they they've put in the work. They're part of the family. Uh, how do we quickly help them? We spend a lot of time talking about this. How 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 do we help them quickly realize that hey, the, you you found your tribe. Mm -hmm. uh we're here keep coming whenever you can right uh and so so i'm, I'm glad that, that it does come across yeah like uh, said, everyone was very nice and and welcoming but at the same time you you know when you're a part of the cpcu like it's you're, you're a part of of an elite group so it, it's it, it's it's hard to like explain that kind of dynamic but i think you hit it right on ahead it's very welcoming everyone's super nice but um yeah it, it's a tribe right like everyone put in a lot of work and made a lot of sacrifices to hold this designation. And, and, you know, that's something that not everybody can share. But at the same time, society is very welcoming. It's a unique dynamic. By, by the way, how, how, how did you, coming straight from college, how, how did you uh, get the two years of, of experience for CPCU? So one, one year of that was, was the, the, the law clerk. Yeah, so I've, I've worked a lot. So I know my LinkedIn only shows my experience with Stickley Law. Um, but, you know, I've worked the title insurance industry um, on like the mortgage lender side. I've done claims for USAA. I oh. worked on the, uh, the agency kind of operation side for an insurance technology company here in, um, in media, Pennsylvania. 
I've worked for um, as an underwriting intern for NSM Insurance Group, an MGA out here in Conshohocken, in Pennsylvania. I've done um, like the marketing work for a wholesale broker, a workers' compensation wholesale broker in Springfield, Pennsylvania, and then now um, my law clerk position. So I, I worked through college um, to help me put myself through law school. I worked two jobs as a first-year law student, both in the insurance industry. So I gained my two years, well over my two years of experience um, by the time I matriculated. It wasn't easy. Perfect. I then, you know, I, I always knew that like I wanted to get my CPC young because I wanted a C to the table and those four letters will help me. And I knew it's, it was, it's a great way to do it. Yeah. And, and, but in order for me to get that seat at the table and have my CPC, I needed the work experience. So I knew that, like I said, probably as a freshman, sophomore in college. And uh, I, I made it my goal to, to work throughout college. That is fantastic. And you, and you finished your CPC at what age? 23. 23, which is about as young as you can do it. Like, it's very hard to do it any earlier than that. Uh, Taking into account college and, 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 and all that. So, so that, that's fantastic. You want to know what's interesting, uh, though, is that I'm not the only one. Two of my colleagues from St. Joseph's are 23, and they also have their CPCU. So I think this is like, look, you know, we we're talking about the talent crisis in the insurance industry. And yes, there is a talent crisis in the insurance industry. But, you know, I think this is, you know, um, I'm like living, breathing, walking proof that, uh, you know, the insurance industry's investment in the next generation, in young talent, you know, is paying off. They're on the return on investment. My colleagues are the return on investment. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm proud to say that, you know, like I said, three people that I know of, and I think a fourth that needs waiting is matriculation from St. Joseph's, all 23. Um, we all have our CPCUs, which is that's astounding. Fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah. It, it, it's definitely paying off. There's not enough of you guys. Yeah. That, that's, that's, that, that's the thing, right? The, the RMI programs are growing. They're expanding. We need like seven times as many as there are, right? And, and it's so hard to, 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 to get them going. Uh, how, how did you end up being a generational speaker? I applied. I thought I had a unique story um, just with my personal challenges. And, um, you know, those, you know, were really transformative for me, both, you know, personally and, you know, athletically when I was, you know, in high school and college. And then now um, professionally, it's what I learned, this, this idea of resilience and um, kind of determination, you know, that, that, that those are themes that I, I try to live uh, or try to exude on a daily basis. Um, and I just thought I had a unique story to share with that. And just the fact that I'm so young and I have this and I decided, why not, why not me? Um, so I wrote, uh, like an essay to share my story. I was selected as a finalist. I interviewed with Angie and Victoria from the institutes. And, um, I think my story resonated with them and they felt as though it would be nice to share, uh, with everybody into risk and, the rest is history. You know, on the litigation side, I'm, I'm hopeful that, you know, we're getting more qualified attorneys, um, you know, to help insurance companies close their claim files quicker, right? Um, I just, you know, we dealt with this with, you know, Stakely Law um, over the summer looking to hire, you know, another associate attorney. And it was very hard for us to find somebody who possessed even a basic understanding of insurance. And on the insurance defense side, you don't need, you know, 
a background in insurance. You don't need to have studied risk management insurance. On the coverage side, maybe you should understand insurance. I think that would certainly help. But you know, you're looking at a good fit for you know whether you're in-house claims counsel or panel counsel. Um, knowing insurance is is probably a good thing. There's just so few people out there. So I'm hoping that more people um, are going to study risk management insurance. Maybe the conscience conscience decision conscious decision to go to law school and get a job at you know an insurance company or at a, an insurance defense firm. Um, and that way we have more people, you know, more more panel counsel and house claims counsel, what have you, who know insurance and can be better advocates for the insurance industry. Um, you know, I other than that, I, I I'm hoping that we can do our job to uh, to take a hard line approach. Um, to claims handling and, um, you know, that's, uh, uh, the, the, uh you, you've got a semester and a little bit left in, in law school, right? Year so and a half. Kind of, a year and a half. Yeah. Year, year and a half. Year and a half. Okay. Oh yeah. 2025. Year and a half. Uh, cause you're about, you're exactly halfway point basically. Okay. Uh, how is the difficulty compared to the RMI major? Oh, how much harder? Is it? Um, it's like comparing apples to oranges. It really is. Uh, look, I think, you know, I think, and this this doesn't really have to do anything with like the RMI program itself, but just in college, I think you can get away with if you're if you're smart if you're um, average above average intelligence, I think you can get away with not working as hard um, or putting in as much work with your studies. If you're in law school, you are surrounded by the top, the people who are at the top of their class at all these different colleges, um, people who are just high achieving, just really intellectual academically and uh, who are ready to outwork you. It's, it's, it's competitive, believe it, or, believe it or not. You know, law schools like to say, oh, it's not cutthroat. It is, it's, it's, it's very competitive. Um, and so you have to be on your A game every single day, all the time. Um, and so it's, it's, it's intellectually demanding um, and it's emotionally draining because imagine that you're sprinting a marathon for three years and, uh, it's, it, it's tough. It, it, like I said, I can't really compare it. Um, I can compare my insurance law course class now to what I took in college. And uh, like I said, St. Joseph's was fantastic. I got a great, solid, rudimentary understanding of, of insurance. But this insurance law class um, that I'm taking now, geez, took it to a whole other level. Just the insurance theory behind everything um, is it, just unparalleled. Um, Okay, so I, I love I love the comparison. Okay, so 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 it's not a matter of it's more it's not a matter of it's fifty percent more difficult, eighty percent more difficult. It it's comparing a, a sprint to an Ironman. Yes, uh, they're just completely different games, basically. And and, and there on 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 one you you've got weekend warriors who who you know enjoy running for fun. Uh, the Ironman, you've got the real crazies that have. Yeah ran half marathons and marathons all over the place and then started doing tries and then actually jumped into, into the into the Ironman side. It takes us to um, read to go through law school and to put yourself through that. Like I said, um, it's not for everybody, but um, 
geez, I, I can imagine in a year and a half from now, it's going to feel really good that I did that. Um, I'll get a lot of personal satisfaction out of it. Just to know that I, I accomplished this great feat that not everybody can do. Fantastic. Uh, Connor, it's been a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to meet you in, 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 uh, in DC. Uh, and, and it's been a lot of fun chatting with you. Hopefully, uh, you'll remain involved with CPCU. Completely understand if, if, if uh, the next year and a half you're a bit busy finishing law school. Uh, but after that, hopefully you're able to to remain active with CPCU. It really is a, a wonderful tribe, uh, and and uh, and yeah, we don't we don't have a ton of of, of uh, defense attorneys that are active in CPCU. A couple that I can think of. Um, I, so, I recruited, so, uh, recruited my boss, uh, my supervising attorney. Uh, he's going to join, and him and I actually uh, just finished writing an article. Um, Abby um, Potter Clow. Um, she had asked us if we wanted to write something, and, and so we did. We're going to submit our uh, draft tonight, and hopefully it'll be published in Insights in the spring. Uh, so Fantastic. we're finding ways to stay involved and, and to get more people uh, more people involved on the defense side, claims litigation. Very, very cool. Thank you so much for, for your time, uh, and happy, happy Thanksgiving since we're recording just before Thanksgiving. Thank you, Tony. Happy Thanksgiving to you as well.